today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Now, last week, the uh, over the past week, a climate camp took place on farmland close to the site of the controversial fracked gas import terminal in Tarbert. Much of the camp's focus was to create direct action targeting the proposed Shannon LNG project, with the organising team determined to send out a loud and clear message that if the government allows this project to go ahead, it will meet with resistance. As the camp was taking place, Limerick Minister of State Patrick O'Donovan welcomed Taoiseach Micheál Martin's comment that LNG had to be considered in light of the energy security crisis brought about by the war in Ukraine. He was also quoted as saying that he would be pushing up daisies before offshore wind energy plans come to fruition. We're going to talk a little bit about this on the programme this morning, but we're going to start first with Seamus Diskin, who was part of the climate camp last week. Good morning, Seamus. Good morning, Julian. Thank you for having me on your show. Um, we also have Minister of State Patrick O'Donovan with us as well. Good morning, Patrick. Morning, Julian. Morning uh, to all the listeners as well. So, Good morning, Patrick. Seamus, just explain uh, what the climate camp did last week. So I'm just back from the climate camp in, in Tarbert. It was a great success. Uh, we had just hundreds of people very peacefully gathered in gorgeous landscape down by Sally and Pier there overlooked by the Abbey. And we'd like to thank the communities of Ballylongford and Kilcoggan and Tarbert for having us, you know. And it was a protest. It was a show of resistance uh, to the LNG. And it's about, but it's about so much more than that because it's about the climate crisis and all the crises as well and stopping this dirty fossil fuel plant. It's just that they're being called, you know, to, to, to do this for our future, for our grandchildren and the ones that come after them so that Ireland can be a place that people can live in. Like the, His Holiness the Pope, the head of the United Nations, Antonio Guterres, the Dalai Lama, David Attenborough, they're just like four people off the top of my head who have called for people to act immediately on this. And the people in... Finn Fáil, Finn Gael and Patrick included, they want to push ahead with building new fossil infrastructure. And they say that it's because of we need the energy. And why do we need the energy? If you look at the reports, the reports are saying that data centres are springing up all over the country. We've got five times more data centres than any other European country and still the size of us. And like even yesterday, they just went and announced a, a new permission for a data centre on the Tubber Road in Ennis. And that data centre in the Tubber Road, it'll be as big an energy consumer as Limerick City, 200 megawatts. And this is creating artificial demand for energy that we can't afford to be burning on fossil while we are getting our wind energy ready. And our wind energy, like Patrick is a great man for you know, saying that he's, he's disrespectful of wind energy, I think. He was saying that he looks out his window and he sees the windmills not turning. Of course, there is days when the wind doesn't blow, but at the same time, in this month of July, the latest report is that wind provided 21% of Ireland's electricity. And that's all of it is onshore, you know. So when we go offshore, we'll have a lot more of our own electricity. And we won't be dependent on fossil fuel from Russia. Okay, well, you've made a number of points there, Seamus. Let's allow the Minister uh, of State, Patrick Donovan, to respond to those. Well, good morning, Gillian, again. Well, first of all, you know, I'm... People are asking, well, why do we need this energy? I mean, if you look around you, um, our economy is growing at a 
phenomenal rate uh, compared to other European countries. And our population is also growing. And for the first time since the famine, we have outstripped the, the population within the country since 1840. Now, I, know, and I don't think anybody's really suggesting that we either stop the economic growth or stop our population growth. So we're going to need additional energy requirements, and that's the hard and fast reality. Some people don't like to hear that, but that's just the reality. And just in relation to data centres, like, I mean, this programme is dependent on a data centre. Uh, because it's backed up to the internet after, and if people want to listen to it um, in a podcast, that information has to be stored somewhere. Every time you go to the bank, that information has to be stored somewhere. Or you do a transaction online, or you, you tap something in a petrol station, that information has to be stored somewhere, and it's stored in a data center. It's not just, it doesn't go, just go down a, a kind of a cyber drain. And but it, as, it, as a, one of the smaller countries in Europe, Patrick, why do we have five times as many data centres? Because as I tell you, we have European probably... Sorry, I didn't interrupt you. I didn't yeah. interrupt you. We probably have about 20 times more people working in the technology sector here than any other country per head of population in the world. We have the most uh, of uh, the largest uh, tech uh, companies based not only in Dublin, but around the country. And that, that information... Need, you, sorry, would you just stop interrupting me? Yeah, Seamus, just let, let him yeah. make the point. That right. information, you, you got plenty of time, Seamus. Gillian, I mean, look, this is, this is what happens when people don't like to hear the truth. Um, the reality is that information has to be stored somewhere, and it requires energy. And, you know, we can either decide to uh, take this country back uh, to the, the pony and trap and the stone age, or we can decide that we actually want uh, a growing economy and a growing population. And to do that, we have energy requirements. Now, you mentioned there that, that, that uh, there are days uh, that uh, we don't get a, a wind output, and I look out at them, and this morning was one of those days. None of the wind turbines and the Molokar arcs that I looked out at this morning were turning. And yet today is a, going to be a roasting hot day, and what's going to happen? Fans are going to be plugged in, air conditioning units are going to be required. There's going to be a big drain on energy today. So where does the energy come from today? I'll tell you where it comes from. Money pint. It comes predominantly from coal that's burnt in, in money pint that comes in from Colombia. A massive amount uh, of uh, carbon emissions into the atmosphere, uh, both to take it out of the ground and to bring it here. And it's a far dirtier source of fuel than clean natural gas. And by the way, there's a suggestion that what's going to be burnt in Belly Longford is fracked gas. There's no suggestion of the start in the planning application. In fact, the company have made it very clear that if the government here in Ireland wanted a gas coming from conventional sources, that's something that can be done. And as well as that, into the future, that that plant can be used for green hydrogen. So there's, the argument here, Gillian, is very, is very succinct. And people, I think, have to be really awakened to it. What LNG is and what it isn't. LNG is a, is a, a tank farm. It's a tank down in the Shannon Estuary that would be proposed to store gas that in the event of our gas being switched off from the United Kingdom or some other source, that we have gas to keep the lights in this country on. If we don't have that, there is a a huge risk. And if you just stop interrupting me, please. There There is a huge risk. And the European Commission have said this. The President of the European Commission has said it. She has urged... Uh, member states of the European Union, across the European Union, to invest in LNG. Okay. And a Green Minister in Germany has decided that it is far better to make sure that the country doesn't freeze in the winter uh, than to be talking about philosophical and ideological issues that have no place in the middle okay. uh, of a crisis like what we're in All at right, the moment. She- I- Seamus, um, I'm going to give you an opportunity now to respond to what the, the Minister said there. Um, we're facing uh, the possibility of an energy crisis and shortage this winter. How do we tackle that if we are not looking at options like LNG? 
Well, we're we're tackling it through the people who are supposed to do that job is the Commission for Energy Regulation, and they were in the paper today saying that they are going to restrict the the big uh, data centres and that there will be enough energy for for people in homes and in farms. Um, the, this is the the issue is is that these artificial drains on electricity are being introduced into the system to satisfy big tech. And that, that that is 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 the problem with that. That that is like fair enough that there people use data, but the amount of data that's been stored in Ireland is billions compared to the population. Like the, the, we have, <clears throat> we have so many data centres in this country that we could probably have enough data for the whole European Union. That's not fair. Like why should we carry it all? You know. And it's only because the companies like the big tech companies, Microsoft, Facebook, and Google, and all them ones, are cozied up. To the to the the Fianna Fáil, Fine Gael, uh, parties and and Patrick and his colleagues like they, they know this like and I mean they're fair enough about economic development but like the thing about it is is that the people of Ireland have to come first and the the paper today is reporting that the IDA are lining up to fight against the Commission for Energy Regulation about on this issue and I'd like to know what are Fianna Fáil, Fine Gael going to do are they going to be with the IDA this out of control organization are they going to stand with the people of Ireland because it's the people of Ireland that they that elected them and they represent the people of Ireland you know like the, the electricity from wind is very powerful we can develop solar power as well and we can develop offshore wind and there are other things we can do we can also store that you know and um like the the thing about it is that Ireland has the almost the worst emissions per capita for for our population in Europe and I'm saying to, 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 to Patrick, like, well, are you going to do something about that? Or are we going to be always the dirty man of Europe in this regard? Because this is a crisis. Like, it's not just a crisis of this year or this decade or this century. It's a crisis of a, of, of a generation. It's a crisis of a millennium. It's really, really big. That's why those world leaders I was talking about are calling for people there. They called it Code Red. It's an emergency, like, but, and Patrick wants to get, wait till all the I's are dotted and the T's are crossed and every single wind farm is running, and, you know, it's too slow, you know, we need action and we need it now, you know, and, like, I'm, it's, it's, it's important that uh, people listen to the, the reality of it, that, that this particular gas LNG is being brought in by an oligarch, a man called Wes Edens, he's a billionaire, Five billion. I looked him up last night. Five billion he's listed as owning. He owns a couple of football clubs, including Aston Villa. And but, uh, Seamus, honestly, I, I, I fail to see the relevance of wh- what football clubs he owns to the, the energy I'm just crisis. I he's an oligarch. And like, yeah. if, we, if we're dependent on fossil fuels from Russian oligarchs or from Saudi Arabia or from Libya or from Algeria, or from the United States, or even from the United Kingdom. God only knows what's going to happen there in the future. Minister, um, you know, should we be worried if an oligarch is behind this LNG plant? Well, I'll tell you one thing that I agree with, because, I mean, there was a lot of hyperbole there, and there was a lot of hot air, but there was very little substance to what was actually being said. The only thing that I would agree with, to be honest about it, is the people of Ireland have to come first, and they do. And, like, when the lights go out in this country and we're not able to function as a, as a Western civilised uh, democratic state because we haven't planned for our energy needs, I hope the same people that are down in, in Ballylongford the other day protesting about something that, in, in many cases, they have conflated with something that it isn't there at all. I mean, these are the same people that would have no difficulty building a power line to France to import nuclear-generated electricity from France but don't want it done in Ireland. 
And these are the same people in many cases who object to lettuce uh, structures in terms of uh, electricity transmission. They object to onshore wind. They object to flood defence systems. Some of these people object to everything. I mean, we have perennial objectors in this country that just want to object. And the reality is that that is what's stymieing development in this country. And we do have a climate emergency, but we also have an energy crisis that is looming for this country because we only have one source of gas outside of the Carib, which is depleting rapidly, which is a pipeline through a country that is no longer a member state of the European Union. And we are putting this country at a massive, inordinate, unnecessary risk. And to be saying, like, you know, that uh, the Commission for the Energy Regulation is go- or the Utility Regulation is going to save the day by switching off that, uh, data centres and the electricity supply to them is total and utter nonsense because... When you do that, where are people's online banking systems going to go? Where is their ESB payments going to go? Where is Live95's podcast going to go? Like, people won't tolerate that. They won't tolerate in a civilised country that we just work offline and that we go back, as I said a while ago, to the pony and trap. We have to get real. We are in a situation as one of the only member states in the European Union that cannot store gas on the island of Ireland. There's only about two other countries in the European Union that don't do it, but they're connected directly into the European Union. We're not. So we're putting this country at a massive risk. Now, I know people might like to protest about it, but the reality is there's no increase in the net outcome of fossil fuels that will be imported into the country. It's just through a different route, and it secures Ireland's ability to be able to purchase gas on a wholesale market that we don't have at the moment. You cannot bring a ship of gas into this country at the moment because there's nowhere to store it. That's all that LNG is about. And everything else, to be quite honest about it, is just hot air. Okay, Seamus, um, if if we don't go, if we didn't go ahead with this LNG plant, how would we resolve our lack of energy that is impending, that's around the corner, according to the Minister? Um, can I just have to pull, pull up on one point there is that the, there is no increase in emissions because in their own submission, U Fortress Energy, in their submission to Onboard Planola, they said that they confirmed that their gas would be two and a half times worse for fossil than the gas we're currently getting from Scotland. Uh, so that's definitely a fact. Like the New Fortress Energy are the, are the company that are their, all their business is fracking. They're fracking ourselves well in Pennsylvania. That's all they do. So we'll be buying off them. So where are we getting our energy from? We're getting our energy where we're getting it at the minute. The United Kingdom is linked into the North Sea field, is linked into Norway's gas, and that's all free-flowing to Ireland. Now, Patrick would suggest we'd like to scaremonger and suggest that maybe they're going to turn it off because of Brexit and because of crazy people over there. And maybe they will, but if they turn it off, the factual reality of the situation is they'll also have to turn off Northern Ireland and they'll also have to turn off the Isle of Man because it's the same pipe and there's no way that they can just turn it off. They don't have a tap at the border. You know, this is the thing. Ireland, Republic of Ireland has invested billions in those gas pipes so we have a share in them as well and the, the likelihood of them being turned off, at the moment the United Kingdom is supplying as much gas as it can to Europe. All these pipes to Europe are full and they still have gas to spare and they have gas for us. And we have our own gas as well in Carib. Like, it isn't huge, but it's enough, you know, and it's keeping us going. So there is gas, and there is electricity, and there is wind. We are the best resource wind country in, in Europe. Yeah. And we also have, like, look out the window. We have loads of solar potential if we would build the solar farms. <laughs> and we could, if if Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael were on the ball, they could have anticipated the need for gas storage and use the old Kinsale field 
to pipe the gas from Scotland and store it in the Kinsale field. But now they're all of a sudden, they want to get okay. into bed with this big business from the United States because it's big money for them. Minister uh, O'Donovan, we're, we're kind of winding up now, but I do want to ask you, this is a uh, an issue that uh, your government colleague, Brian Ledden, would not be on the same page as you. Would I be right in saying that? Well, look, I mean, what page are people going to be on when the lights go off? Okay, and, and but, like but, reality, but I suppose the question the, the, I'm asking, Anne, is, is this a, the, the kind of issue that could cause a split in the government? No, but Does it you, threaten it in any way? Look, I'm, I mean, I'm not, I, don't, I don't get into the theatrics of, of, of worrying about who's going to fall in or out. I just worry about the here and now and the future for this country which is in a precarious position because of uh, our lack of a, a very simple element of storage uh, of gas. That's the reality. And by the way, we already use LNG in Ireland. We use it uh, through the United Kingdom. And that gas comes from places like Bahrain and Qatar. Now, I don't think your previous contributor heard any difficulty with that. Now, not all our gas comes from Britain and Norway. That's a, uh, a fallacy. It doesn't. Some of it comes from the Middle East and it's stored in the United Kingdom and it's brought in here. But we don't have our own storage. And as a modern country where we have huge energy requirements into the future, we have a growing population. Thanks be to God. I don't think anybody thinks that's a bad thing. We have a growing economy. Thanks be to God. I don't think anybody thinks that's a bad thing. Well, some people do within the tech sector. They think the tech sector should be uh, shrank. Did you ever hear the likes of it? And, and while we have all of that, we still have massive energy requirements. Now, they're telling me that there's going to be wind turbines in the North Atlantic, and there may very well be, but I don't think they're going to be today or tomorrow. And the reality is that we can build a plant in the North Kerry, West Limerick area within the next 12 months and be able to source gas from the United States, from unfracked sources, from Africa, from Asia, from Australia, and tanker it in here and bring it in safely and store it. Now, what is wrong with that? There's absolutely nothing wrong with it. But I'll tell you what there will be wrong with. And somebody, and maybe the protesters that gathered in Bally Longford will be the first in the queue to take responsibility when the lights go off in this country. Okay, well, we have to leave it there for this morning. Our thanks to uh, Seamus Diskin of the Climate Camp. I presume, Seamus, those protests will continue. Uh, the Climate Camp was uh, a once an annual event and okay. it was a great gathering and hopefully we'll have another one again. Um, okay. Hopefully the planning permission will be refused in LNG and we'll have a climate camp somewhere else. Well, whether it is or it isn't. People need, need to know about what's going on. Okay. And well, they, you, you, and you've let people know this morning, but we, 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 whether it is or it isn't granted, we'll be following this story because I know it's of interest to many people in County Limerick because it is just outside our border. But for this morning, Seamus Diskin uh, and Minister of State Patrick O'Donovan, thanks for joining Thank us. Today. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash.